Riley, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sport Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup. Well, happy new year to everyone. Happy 2021. Um, but unfortunately, we do have to start off this uh, season finale of our show on a somber note. As we noted on Twitter in the summary for our last show that our last episode was record- pre-recorded before the announcement of John Huber, formerly known as Luke Harper, known, also known as Brody Lee. And so this is the first chance that we're, the three of us are having to get together and just kind of have to t- uh, have a chance to talk about it and everything. Uh, as we did say before, we do want to extend our condolences uh, to his family and the news was just a sh- it was like a whole, huge shock and blow to the wrestling community and to the wrestling world because you can see automatically from just from the outpour of people from different promotions how much this man was truly loved so um kayla let me throw it to you uh your thoughts on the news i was actually hanging out with a friend and something told me to check my phone and it was like and it popped up and said he had passed away and i was like i showed my friend and they're like oh my god oh my god you know like it hit hard and right and it just like you know what happened and i mean he the more i thought about it you know more i think about it he um he was definitely like we said the whole every promotion everything has pretty much come together you know to honor him and he was basically a role model inspiration to everybody around the whole wrestling community um wrestling you know past current you know superstars and um it's just it shouldn't be war against war when it comes to different wrestling brands because everyone we all have felt part of a wrestler a part of our life and in just the you know way everybody's reaching out to Brody you know um Brody Lee Jr. It was just great. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, honestly, I really enjoyed when him uh, with when he was a Bludgeon Brothers and then seeing Bray's and Rowan's post kind of makes you sad even more like this is reality. And then Mox at the beginning of AEW that broke down. I never I could tell he I give kudos to Mr. Moxley for not literally breaking down in tears on that. Um, yeah. But. Uh, John. You will be truly missed, um, not just by your fellow wrestler wrestlers and your workers, your fans, your non-fans. Because, I mean, I know there's some fans out there that's like, oh, my goodness, I don't like him, you know. But anyway, if you're listening from above, Mr. John, um, the top 10 favorite wrestling themes. Um, you probably saw it when I typed it out, but I put a uh, – he probably did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, I'm at the end. I put gone, but not forgotten and did a little thing about him and put his e- AEW down there. He has exalted. And every time I listen to that song, I'm going to think of you and your great greatness in the ring. So yeah. John, Luke, Brody, whatever crazy name you had in your life span. Um, I need to do a little bit more research on you to figure out those names, but you will be missed. <laughs> and thank you for everything you have done and um just let you know like jericho and cody said and everybody amanda and brody will be in great hands so we'll see you soon buddy yeah and the little one too i think i totally forgot the little one's name i think his name is nolan or something yeah but um no you mentioned the bludgeon brothers and it's like my husband was a huge fan of his and i think and even like he loved like the bludgeon brothers was like his best work that my husband loved and everything so when i first told him it's like it just it's like he was just as shocked as i was and everything and i th- i don't think i've cried so much in the last week and a half and that i have in a long time and everything so it's just like unbelievable oh man but uh, i do have to admit bludgeon brothers was one of his best i kind of wish it would have went longer than what it did yeah, it's like with Harper getting with him getting injured and everything, you kind of like stop that steamroll and everything with that. Yeah, I really wish they would have had longer mm-hmm. together. Yeah. All right, Jolie, go ahead. Names that John Huber went by. 
Brody Lee, Harper, Huber Boy, John Huber, Luke Harper, and Mr. Brody Lee. Those are the ring names that he went by. Um, I know he got to start in Shikara, or however the hell you pronounce it. Um, he teamed with Eddie Kingston to go against uh, who we now know as Daniel Bryan and Cesaro. Um, he debuted in the WWE in 2012. And I'm sorry, you can like the Bludgeon Brothers all you fucking want, but Crazy Luke Harper has always been the fucking best he's ever been. I think the way that he had his stare, his eyes, the way he looked maniacal, and then you just hear all the backstage stories of him being this total sweetheart. Uh, it just it goes against everything. And you guys talk about Omox and all them. You know who got me? Xavier and Becky. Oh, yes. They're yes. tributes, especially Becky's because, you know, I think she said she had just reached out to Amanda about, you know, parenting or talking about the kids and stuff like that. Um, so her post was everything. And then Charlotte saying, you know, I don't think you want people to know how much of a gentle giant you were. Um, I was a fan of his in WWE. I did not like his character in AEW, but again, that's because I feel that they made him into a mockery when he first joined AEW of Vince McMahon. And again, that just rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, I found, um, he, when I found out I was at work and I literally had to scroll and keep scrolling. And then like, once I just saw everything come out, I was like, you gotta be effing kidding me. And like, I felt gut punched at work. And I was just like, well, it was also a slow fucking night because it was the day after Christmas. Like we literally had nobody at work. Like maybe had like maybe five groups that came in all night. So like, I literally just sat there and I just stared at my phone. Like this can't be real. And I'm just reading everybody's, memories and and then i just then then i see the hatred then then i just got absolutely pissed off and this is this is towards the aew fan that decided to throw shade and throw hatred and anybody that just wanted to start fucking chaos about oh the wwe didn't do well fucking pat patterson didn't get a 10 bell salute pat patterson did not get a 10 bell salute did he he did wait yes he he didn't he did yeah i don't remember maybe i missed that episode all right fuck that all right, so um, Bob Armstrong didn't get a ten bell salute. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I can't, they, re- I can't they, remember one. Um, so they they want to compare Brody Lee to Pat Patterson, Pat who has been in the business a hell of a lot longer, mm-hmm. and had to put up with fucking false stories about him because he was gay, and they, they want to say that. But Luke got a Vince McMahon tweet, a Stephanie McMahon tweet. Everybody in the locker room tweet. Triple H. Triple H. Sean. Um, I don't know who drew that picture of Bray, Rowan, and... Um, Ron. Yeah. Ron. <laughs> and just have him in the sky. So, like, who, whoever drew that, thank you for making me sob like a little bitch. I'm going to find you and kick you in the nuts. And if you're old, I'm going to punch you in the tits. <laughs> um, but it's like... The, the company that did right by him was AEW because he worked for that company. They made everything into an extravaganza of his life. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of when Eddie passed away. Oh yeah, they didn't have every face win, like they or like they had every Dark Order person win, mm-hmm. which was just like, mm, yeah, that just tells me it's fucking scripted. <laughs> um, you know, but. Like Eddie's and Owens, they gave the man his own section on the network. Mm-hmm. The best of Luke Harper. They put out pictures. They let people talk about him. W- what did Tom Phillips and Drew McIntyre say when Monday Night Raw? It's Monday night. You know yeah. what that means. Oh, yeah. And you saw Xavier with the armband, you know? So it's just the fact that people went out of their way to push hatred when fans who loved him in either either company, any company, mm-hmm. they went out of their way to bash one company over the other. And it's just like, I, I was just, that made me so mad because you're basically saying, oh, just because you liked him in WWE, your pain, your grief isn't as, as, as important as AEW fan base. No. Right. I wasn't a fan of um, Hannah's, but her death affected me. This death affects me. And the people posting rumors that it was COVID related or 
it was cancer. We don't know what it was. And unless Mrs. Brody Lee wants to let us know, leave her the fuck alone. They said it was an unrelated lung illness. It was an unrelated COVID lung illness. And so whatever it was, I hope they find a cure for it because no one should die like that. Yeah. So like I was literally pissed off at more than sad because of the the reactions from AEW fans and a lot of WWE fans were like, we loved him too. Yeah, exactly. And you know, there's fans of you know that did don't even watch or were like he was in Jakara, Jakara fans. It, it, people who just liked watching independence, ROH fans, impacted something. Mm-hmm. His death rocked the whole fucking community. And it just, it's not one person's grief is more than another. We all grieve in different ways. And the fact that these people want to take and belittle other people's griefs is fucking ridiculous. It's 2021 now. Bitches do better. And by bitches, you know who I mean. And I would call out WWE fans if they were doing the same shit. But I never saw a WWE fan do that at all. Not that I, not that I recall, no. I mean, they put out a video, uh, Seth and um, Dead Boys Fitness yeah. did a, a did a a video just for um, a special workout just for him, and then you had Bailey posting a video of her doing it. Uh, Sasha's husband putting out a video saying that he was going to do it. a picture of Sasha's husband and Sasha's husband's dad. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, I'm Kazi, and it was his dad standing back to back to to Brody, and I thought that was so cute because I think it was yeah. at their wedding or something like that. It was some like, some weird thing that they were all together, and it's just it's right. gonna suck because we're never gonna get that Shield versus Wyatt family match again, and I think 2020 can suck a dick. I'm glad it's over. Fuck, fuck you 2020 because i think i looked it up hold on um let's see there were 16 wrestlers who died in 2020 too many yes some of them were old some of them were sick some of them were bullied we need to do better uh so and it's funny his first tag loss on raw or i think it was raw when they got drafted to raw or smackdown but his first loss was to Cody and Goldust in a tag match with him and Rowan. That was his first loss. And then, and then his very last one was to Cody. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I got to see him wrestle Dijakovic in Worlds Collide at WrestleMania 35 when they were doing the um, access matches. Okay. Well, he he yeah, got I to wrestle that there. One. That was actually pretty good. That was a good match. That was actually one of the first times I got to see Mia Yim and... Um, Rhea Ripley wrestle in person, which oh. Rhea Rhea is a fucking presence. Uh, but did anybody else feel that um, Finn's leaving the thing in the ring was kind of like a nod to Brody too, or is that just me? Did he leave the ring? Finn... Didn't Finn leave his title? There's a picture of his title in the middle of the ring. Oh no no no! It was more like it was more at the edge. Uh, it was more at the edge along with the. NXT award and everything. It was like I think it was like more at the edge underneath the ropes, and then he was in the middle of the ring. Okay, I just felt that was like kind of like because that kind of reminded me of Batista leaving and John Cena leaving the titles in the ring during Eddie's thing. So I didn't know if that was actually a tribute to to Brody or not. If it wasn't, thank you for tricking me thinking it was. It might have been. It might have been. It might have been because you know, like uh, that was something else we've always wanted was Finn Demon Finn versus Bray. And the Wyatt family, like, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I, I remember, like, with Batista and everything, with Eddie, it's like he wrote, he wrote out, I remember the beginning of that SmackDown too well. He wrote out to the ring in the lowrider and everything, and then he got out, he was, like, all choked up and stuff, and then he left his title on top of the, on top of the lowrider. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he left his uh, title on top of the lowrider and everything. Yeah, and then you had Cena taking off his T-shirt, putting that in the middle of the ring, and putting the title there. Right. Like Eddie's death, I think at one was a the these two deaths mm-hmm. were fucking gut checks. 
because Eddie, like the fact that they did two nights of that, and then I, I still to this day think that that's what contributed to Benoit doing what he did. Um, I think he was just in such a downward spiral, and at this time, you gotta think at this time and that time, like mental health was really hush hush. Nobody talks about mental health. We have to right. talk about mental health. We have to talk about how this affects people. And there are places online that you can go to. There's hotlines. Check your state's websites. Check the federal websites. There's definitely places you guys can call just to talk to people. Hell, our DMs are always open. For sure. So, you know. Okay, can we stop being sad? <laughs> yeah, you just make me just want to jump to the screen and give you a hug right now. I know! I'm a softie. I told you I haven't cried this much like in a long time. So it's just like crazy and everything. I do want to say two things first. It's like number one, I props to WWE for releasing the video with the the superstars reacting and everything after AEW did their tribute and everything. So it's like they wanted to give AEW their time to shine, and then they released their video. So people, people like you said, Jolie, people bitch anyway. So it's like. A damn shame. Uh, that. Uh, number two, I'm glad anyone who posted about ra- uh, ratings and everything got their ass handed to them because people are like saying, this ain't the time. This ain't the week. No way in hell. Yeah, because actually then- I do know a lot of NXT people that are religious NXT people that don't watch AEW that night. They'll rather they'll record it and they'll watch NXT, watched AEW live. It's like, no shit, it's going to have higher ratings. The man also fucking died. Yeah, and then also it's like you saw the tweets on there. It's like a lot of the WWE superstars were watching that night too. Like Trish, Daniel Bryan. It's like people were just commenting. Yeah, exactly. They they all tuned in and watched and everything. I I wouldn't be surprised if we were backstage and you saw Undisputed Era watching live when they're waiting before they went out. Like, you know, I, I think the way that people... The fans, the internet, the internet toxic wrestling community, ITWC, you motherfuckers need to be drugged out in the street and beaten to fucking death. You are what makes being a wrestling fan suck because we all get painted with your brush. (coughs) Yes. Am I a dick? Yes, but I'm a valid dick. I make valid points. You don't make valid points. You just like go. That's all you guys do. Yeah. I'm not an AEW fan, but I loved what they did. Hell, fucking Matt Hardy posted a picture of Maxwell, King Maxwell versus Brody Lee Jr. in 2036 at full year 29, whatever he wrote. I thought that was cute as hell. I mean, yes, I will say some WWE fans finally did start clapping back and getting pissed off and saying, well, hell, for all we fucking know, AEW won't be around when Brody's Lee Jr. is that age. Shit, for all we we know, Vince and Cody are playing us all. Kayla's been (laughs) saying that for a long time. I know. I mean, come on. It it makes fucking sense sometimes. And it's going to come out. It's just... It's just, there's just too much adding up to it. It's just, I don't get it. But um, anyway, as far as the tributes, I'm going to say two more things. Um, the Did you all see the video of Adam Cole at the New Year's Eve thing where he got pinned by Brody yeah. Lee Jr.? I, I just that thought was that was adorable. <laughs> that was just adorable. And Brits Well, no, he, wa- he wasn't called Adam Cole. He was called Chugs. Get it right. He was called Chugs. <laughs> they used his, his uh, Twitch name. Which he is still allowed to stream. I don't. I guess he has special permission because he works with Up Up Down Down. But they said but. Chugs got pinned by Brody Lee Jr. <laughs> Negative one. Yeah. Yeah. But um, and then the other one is Sunday when you woke up and nothing but your Twitter feed is it's Sunday. It's and you know Sunday. what that means. I mean, yeah. So that kind yeah. of was awesome too. So. I think everybody's been doing that all week. Um, oh, yeah. Drew, you could tell Drew wanted to say more on Monday. And you kind of heard him crack up a little bit when, but not like like his voice cracked when he said, you know, it's Monday, you know what time, you know what that means. And it's just like, 
and then just seeing Xavier, he he wrecked me. Um, yeah, it's it's like all of the New Day was like so because it's like all uh, all of the New Day was pretty affected by it, and then it's like I saw so many damn armbands on Friday night too. And it, it just sucks, you know, because they're like, well, we're Eric Rowan sent him a contract. We don't know what he wants to do. There's there's a high possibility possibility and plausibility that he might get brought back in the WWE because I'm I'm hearing rumors. I don't know if it's true or not that they're they're moving the fiend more into more mythical and possibly bringing back Braun as part of the Wyatt family and maybe getting Eric like this supernatural version of the Wyatt family, which I would think be fucking awesome, especially if they somehow move that back to Friday Night Smackdown and then you've got the bloodline versus the Wyatt family again and you have to admit the Usos versus the Wyatt family versus when it was Eric and uh, Harper or even when it was Braun and Harper or whoever the, the tandem was. Yeah. Those matches were fucking fire. Oh yeah, definitely. And I want Bray versus Roman again because yeah. yeah. And even Randy's tribute, Randy's tribute on Insta got oh, yeah. like when Becky posted those pictures, I think where they were in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, because I remember watching that video and I couldn't pinpoint who the one guy was, and then when I watched the video again, it's like, oh my god, that's Harper, and he was yeah. he was in a Luigi hat or Mario hat. Yeah, it was like him and Cesaro, uh, Becky, Xavier, somebody else. And they were like doing go karts in Japan, and she was dressed as like a chipmunk or a raccoon. Yeah, it's like wow, like <laughs> they had so much fun and. Oh yeah, it's and it's sad because I was at work. I forgot. You wouldn't actually want to know how I found out. Hmm. I was watching Thea's stream at work. Oh, and she found out. (gasps) No, I think she and I think she ended the stream. And then when she came back on, she had like a little thing. And yeah, I a lot of us found out on Thea's stream. Wow. So it's like you know, that was that was hard and. You know. Yeah. Oh gosh. All right. So let me. All right. Let me just say this, and then we'll definitely move on and everything. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad the AEW and the Con family is going to step up and take care of Brody Lee's family. Uh, Brody Lee Jr. is already assigned to a contract, so when he does become of age, he'll join AEW. So and Brody Jr. Good shot. Good shot to MJF with that kendo stick. Thank God he deserved that. <laughs> yeah. And then one last thing. Whoever the piece of shit was that set up a fake social media account for Brody Lee Jr., screw you. Also, the piece of shit that claimed that his his death was fake, fuck you. You are a All piece right. of shit and disgusting. Exactly. All right, so Mr. Huber, Mr. Lee, Mr. Harper, you will definitely be missed. And I'm pretty sure that your friends in wrestling will definitely keep your memory alive and going. Okay, let's Man, take but, a deep breath. But can you imagine... The matches being called by Howard Finkel and Mean Gene up in heaven right now. <laughs> I mean, seriously right? though. So, so <sighs> you know, it's just like you probably had Finkel announcing him into heaven. So that's a, that's a nice yeah, thing to think about. That is that's a hell of a party right now. Unfortunately. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's let's try to move on here. Get to some like more uplifting things to finish off the show with. All right. So W yeah. Take a deep breath. <sighs> All right. I'm actually w- good. I'm looking at uh, the troll doll. Uh, no way. Jose lookalike just drop a ball on TV. <laughs> he's been fumbling a lot. He, he's been having issues and it's not raining there. It's just cold. Yeah. Pussy. <laughs> All right. End of last year, WWE not announced their matches of the year, and I have the top ten list with me right now. So number ten, Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly from Takeover Thirty One. Number nine, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair from WrestleMania Thirty Six. Number eight, Volter and Ilya Dragunov uh, from NXT UK. Uh, seven, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton from Clash of Champions. 
six AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan from SmackDown. Uh, that was for, like, for the Intercontinental title. Uh, let's see. Number five, Intercontinental title ladder match at Clash of Champions is AJ, Sami Zayn, Jeff Hardy. Uh, number four, Drew, and Ro- uh, Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns from Survivor Series. Number three, Edge and Brandy Orton at Backlash. Number two, Sasha Banks and Bayley from Hell in a Cell. And then number one, Boneyard match from WrestleMania. Ah. So I know we like one of the la- one of the last shows we did. We did our like our matches of the year and everything. But Jolie, uh, do you agree with the list? Is any there, there's any, a match any, missing. To- okay, shoot, go ahead. Oscar versus Becky Royal Rumble. Oscar versus Becky Monday Night Raw after Royal Rumble. Now let me let me just rephrase. This is a top twenty five list, but I have like the top ten here on the list. So oh no no, no. If, should- if those list if those aren't on that list, they need to be on that list because those matches were fucking epic. And you have to, even if you have to uh, put in, like, take one of those out, I would honestly say, since a lot of us don't really watch NXT, NXT UK, the Valter match, like, they need to fix that timing. Because, like, I, I, didn't, I, didn't need, I don't even know when NXT UK comes on anymore. I didn't even know. Right. It was, like, I know it's back, but it's just like... It's at such weird spots. They need to figure out a better way of promoting it, which I feel bad for because I didn't even know about that match. Oh. Um, and I would actually kind of put the war games up in the top 10. The Undisputed Era versus Pat McAfee's team. That match was amazing. And I can't believe I'm saying that about Pat McAfee. <laughs> uh, but- okay. All right, I'm looking. All right, I'm looking at the top twenty-five list. None of the Oscar matches are on there. I mean, the, the matches you. How the fuck can you not have an, the Oscar Becky match? That match was such a, a very well praised match, and like both of the matches. Wait, what was the second one? Well, it was Oscar. either. I was asked both. It was both uh, the Oscar Becky versus at WrestleMania, uh, not WrestleMania Royal Rumble, uh-huh. and then Oscar Becky the Monday night after Royal Rumble. Okay, yeah, neither, yeah, neither one of them are on the list, and actually, neither, neither is War Games. And War Games was epic. Yeah, that was a, that was a epic. That was that's I mean, next to the Kyle O'Reilly Finn Balor match. That was one of my favorite matches from NXT. Um, that maybe adding Io Shirai in any type of ladder match. I mean, you, you put her with a ladder, and shit's gonna fly. That Number was- sixteen. N- Number 16 was Candace and EO at Halloween Havoc. All right. But still, like, th- I think they should have done a top. They need to be better with, like, you know, doing these lists because they're very male heavy. And a lot of the women's matches were better than the men's. Yeah. Let me go, let me go through the rest of the list real quick. Let's see. 11 was Keith Lee and Adam Cole, winner take all, Great, great American Bash. 12 was uh, NXT women's title uh, match triple threat at TakeOver In Your House. Uh, 13, Reigns and Owens at TLC. Number 14 was the men's Royal Rumble match. That match shouldn't even be on the fucking list. It shouldn't. Mm -mm. Or if they're going to put that on the the list, it needs to be at a a half. (laughs) Because only half of the match was exciting. Exactly. (laughs) Once Drew got in, then it got exciting. But the first half of that match, you're just like, motherfucker. God damn it. Fuck you, Brock Lesnar. Fuck you. Fuck you. God damn it. Keith Lee, woohoo. God damn it. He's out. Motherfucker. I know, right? (laughs) All right. uh, 15 men's and women's Money in the Bank ladder matches. Uh, Actually, I kind of agree with that one. Just because of the fact of Asuka dancing um, and all like the, the stunts and everything with that match. Like the Oscar dancing on top of the um, the railing and then jumping down on everybody, then taking off. Yeah, that yeah. match I can agree. Th- that match I can agree with uh, being on that list. All right, uh, sixteen Lorraine Shirai at Howling Havoc. Uh, Seventeen Drew and Seth at Money in the Bank. Uh, Eighteen NXT Championship Fatal Four Way Iron Man match from Super Tuesday. Nineteen Owens and Rollins at WrestleMania. Uh, Twenty. Reigns and Jey Uso at Clash of Champions. Uh, 21, Riddle and Thatcher fight pit. Oh, that was epic. Uh, 22, Big E versus Sheamus falls count anywhere from SmackDown. That was uh, good. 20, 
23, Tony Storm and Kaylee Ray, uh, NXT UK, I quit. Uh, let's see, 24, five-way ladder match for vacant NXT North American title from TakeOver 30. And then number five, uh, 25, uh, Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak from Elimination Chamber. I would take that one off the list and put War Games on it, to be perfectly honest. Like, how are you, yeah. how are you not going to have either one of the War Games? I mean, both men's and women's were epic. Like, there's so many awesome matches that they actually left off of that list, and I'm actually kind of um, upset about it. Because you, ha- you don't even have the EO, Rhea, Charlotte match from In Your House. Oh, it was it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where is it? Uh, 12. Okay, I didn't hear you say it. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's number 12. Okay, so they at least have that match, but I mean, even that match should be in the top ten. I mean, like I said, they it was it's very male heavy, but I hate saying it. The women had a lot of the better matches this year, even the um, oh shit, the um, Shotzi EO match was great. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know they're they're really they really need to rethink. Like you know they should do be better when it comes to announcing women's wrestling. <laughs> Like every every sport, because I'm sorry, women's wrestling is taking over the industry, and they really need to realize that. Because I know a lot more fans that turn it off once, like, or they'll mute it when the men's are on. Once the women come on, they'll unmute it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't watching Friday Night SmackDown, but the minute I heard that a certain person came back, I went right to YouTube and look at those clips. <laughs> When she came walking in and she looked live up and down and gave her a wink, I was like, "Ooh, daddy's back. <laughs> and it's like, Ruby was like, well, oh, look at, look at him, look at him. Uh, Kayla, uh, go ahead and get in, jump in on this list. What's missing? Or do you, do you agree with the list? Honestly, by looking at this list, the only two matches I think Ashley honestly deserves in the spot that they're at is probably number one and number two, which is the Boneyard match in Hell in a Cell with Bailey and Sasha. Mm-hmm. Um, the EO, Charlotte, and Ripley match should at least be in the top ten. Um, I agree with Jolie. War Games is supposed to be should should be on here. Right. Um, heck, if you want to put a Rumble on here, Women's Rumble is more interesting than the men's. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, heck, even in some cases, um. You might even say that Becky and Shayna at WrestleMania was better than the Men's Royal Rumble. I mean, like, you know, like Julie has says, I honestly do have to agree. I think the women dominated 2020. They've oh, yeah. had some great matches. um, Very great matches. And then I know we'll get to it later, but we have a lot um, at New Year's Evil. We have a last woman standing match. So there is still is going to. Yeah. Um. What is this list? No, we need to make our own. We need to no. I just, but yeah. Um, as far as one and two, it's probably the best one. I think. Yeah, if they didn't have the boneyard match, then uh, Sasha and Bailey would have been number one for sure. But I mean, they both of them are pretty. Yeah, I I can't argue number one and two. Are you serious? Huh? I said I can't argue one and two. Right, that's what I'm saying. They they nailed that. Everything else after that, it's like really. No, I'm going through the thing, and there's an advertisement for a Rob Gronkowski asking ah, action figure, and I was like, "What? Don't, don't, don't go there! Don't go there! Don't go there! Don't go there!" Attention, WWE shoppers, we at Queens Takeover request fucking Mojo Riley gear. <laughs> Thank you. Come again. Uh. Was that? Uh, yes, he has nothing now. Nothing. Yes. But no, um, I do have, uh, like I said, they are missing a lot of matches, and but one and two is definitely the two that deserves to be number one. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but yeah, it's like as much as I love Daniel Bryan and everything, that one with him and Drew Gulak can go. Uh, let's see, not a big fan. I mean. Don't really watch any UK, so I can't really contest to that one. Uh, let's see. The I quit yeah, the match, men's the I quit match between Tony Storm and Kaylee Ray was fucking epic. 
I will mm-hmm. admit that I did watch that match. Um, that was really fucking good. Like she had me believing. Uh, that was that match was amazingly done. Uh, props to both ladies, and um, yeah, I, and I honestly feel that 2021 is also going to be the year of women's wrestling, and it's just only going to grow and get better. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and segue then. Because Kayla brought it up and everything. So let's go ahead and segue starting with that. So um, this Wednesday, we do have New Year's Evil uh, for NXT. They're going to start. They have a hell of a way of kicking off the new year. It's like, damn. And so let's go ahead and get get into predictions for those. And I'll go ahead and start since we just finished talking about the ladies and everything. Raquel Gonzalez, Rhea Ripley. 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 (laughs) Ripley. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up! I fumbled it. So what? Screw it. Just like the Houston Texans, huh? Don't, don't, don't go there, please. I, I'm being no. Anyways, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Gonzalez, last woman standing match. I actually didn't know that they had such a tight history until things went south. But um, yeah, this yeah this match is going to be absolutely epic. So. Let's do this with the predictions because Jolie said here on the show before that sometimes with matches, you can't really predict a winner and everything, but the fans win because it's going to be a banger no matter what. So with these predictions, let's either pick a winner or the fans win because it's going to be a banger. So, all right. So Kayla, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Gonzalez, what do you got? Do I really have to pick? (laughs) Um, I guess honestly on this one, um, I did write down Rhea Ripley. Um, but the way those two have been going at it here lately, um, I'm just gonna say the fans win because either way, Raquel, if she comes out on top, she deserved it. Rhea comes on top, she deserves it. So, um, so the fans will definitely win and it's gonna be a match we're waiting for. And Dakota Kai, I know you'll come out at some point, but stay away. Thank you. Exactly. Jolie? I'm just going to straight up fucking say it. The fans fucking win. You have the the outside factor of Dakota Kai. You also have other unknown factors that could also interfere on Rhea's behalf. You also have uh, Mercedes Martinez, who just returned. Either way, like this is going to be a damn good women's wrestling match. It's a well, last woman standing match, so mm-hmm. it could get bloody. <laughs> it could get biblical uh i'm thinking of every movie quote i could ever think of right now but it's just going to be a fucking banger and you know a certain welsh woman is, is back in the states and if they were ever going to resurrect to see if the storyline is actually true or not whether she was actually out for a year or if she's back then this would be the perfect time to bring back a tegan knox if that her injury was more storyline than it was actual so if you had dakota kai interfere you could also reignite that rivalry between tegan and dakota true but fans win i I looked (laughs) at this this entire card my answer is going to be the same time thing every fucking time the fans fucking win and that's about it but i'll 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 keep answering your questions don't worry thank thank you because it's like you saying that just take the whole fun out of these damn predictions woman (laughs) Oh, what's the next one? Because, uh, let's see. They just actually made this one the other day. Uh, oh, as far as my answer, um, the fans will win for sure. Um, if I do have to pick a winner, I'm actually gonna pick Raquel because I just said this in my article the other day. Um, she's been on a storm lately, and if anybody takes the title from EO, it'll probably be Raquel. I know Mercedes might have something to do with that before then but Raquel will probably be the first one to take it from EO but either way moving on well, I, I actually honestly as much as I love Rhea I, I kind of have a feeling that this might be her swan song in NXT and she actually is going to be going to the main roster because well like I said with the return of Sonya Deville to Smackdown Smackdown's women division just got a fucking boost mm-hmm. yeah you had Charlotte come back but that's it. 
the women's division on 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 Raw has just gone stale and flat. You need some new life to to infuse into the Raw women's division, and she is the best person, I think, in all honesty. Especially if she starts clashing with the likes of Rhea. I mean, I mean, um, Shayna. You've got Nia versus Charlotte. That that rivalry going right there. You need somebody to go after Asuka. So I mm-hmm. honestly feel that that this would be the better choice if they were going to bring her up and having um, this be her swan song in NXT. Right. Okay, so the next match, they actually just made this one the other day. Uh, Santos Escobar defending the NXT Cruiserweight title against Grand, Grand Metalik. This was a shock that actually Lucha, Par- Lucha House Party even showed up on NXT to begin with. And so, Jolie, what do you think? Um, honestly, I would love if they brought the Cruiserweight title over to Raw, give it more of um, a, like a presence. And so I, I'm kind of rooting for Grand Metalik, especially after his win versus The Miz. Um, and we actually get to see more high-flying action between the two because with their Lucha backgrounds, it's going to mm-hmm. be a lot more high-flying, a little bit more technical. It's it's going to be more exciting. So I'm actually looking forward to that um, that match, even though I didn't know it it was going to happen. I'm actually waiting for Jordan Devlin to make the the trek across the aisle and the and the ocean to come get him some of uh, Escobar and you know that's what title. Yeah, that's what I that's what I'm waiting on, and it's like I think my husband just brought it up too, and everything. It's like I think s- somehow it's like I think Escobar is going to end up retaining. And then Devlin's going to end up showing up sometime because it's like, they got to squash this once and for all. Oh, they could do it for um, TakeOver at Rumble. So with that coming up, I mean, it doesn't give them enough time, but we had that one vignette and that's all we've heard. But of course, you know, shit hits the fan and countries get locked down again. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see what happens. But yeah, right. no, I'm, 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 that's a match, both matches I'm looking forward to because I've been a Jordan Devlin fan uh, for a long time. I think he's fucking great. And uh, the two different styles meshing will definitely be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Kayla, who's your pick? Um, I actually have Escobar retaining. Um, I don't see, I don't see Grand Metalik getting it. It would be nice. Like Jolie said, bring some life to it. Um, but honestly, I think Escobar is going to end up retaining his title, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, he's right, because I'm sick of him and his bullshit. So, okay, moving on. You talk about banger of a matches. Holy shit. Tommaso Ciampa, Timothy Thatcher, fight pit. The last time these two squared up, Ciampa got the win and everything, but Thatcher, I mean, the fight pit is like Thatcher's backyard this match is gonna be sick the fans win regardless kayla what's your th- what's your thoughts this is gonna be a double um obviously fans will win regardless but um over top it all i think um the final chapter hits um mr tomasa chimpa will get the win all right. once and for all show him hey buddy i'm better than you well <laughs> <laughs> But no, um, fans definitely, because either way, it's going to be one hell of a match and something um, to look forward to. So, but if I did have to actually predict a winner, it's Ciampa. He's going to, he's going to rain. <laughs> All right, Jolie. Uh, I'm torn on this match because I know how well Thatcher did in his last fight pit match against Matt Riddle who's a lot more in-depth in working in cages. Um, and I'm also a very big fan of Tommaso Ciampa. Um, I can't wait for him to go against Finn, hopefully for the title, or against Karrion Cross for the title, because um, Karrion, he does owe you a few receipts. So mm-hmm. um, don't, don't forget that. But I, I think this is the second match out of the, out of the two. So I could see um, Thatcher winning and then 
a rubber match um, to end the feud, possibly at Rumble or even after Rumble. So I can definitely see like this this going to like the takeover uh, with Rumble weekend. So I say give the win to Thatcher, and then let's just just go to the the rubber match because I like if people are like well I'm so tired of the same matches. Storytelling, telling story, fucking telling you, bitch and bitch and bitch. I mean, if you want to talk storytelling, can we talk about fucking Monday Night Raw where Alexa? What the fuck? But yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, when does when does Raw actually end the cliffhangers? But yeah, moving on. <laughs> but that is great fucking storytelling, mm-hmm. and it, it annoys me that people bitch about storytelling. So, again, I see this going to a rubber match at TakeOver Royal Rumble. Um, Again, it'll still be amazing either way. And I love the fight pit. And personally, I would have rather have had Rhea Ripley and Raquel in the fight pit. But, you know. (laughs) Yikes. If if you're going to do a rubber match between those two, that would probably be in the fight pit. But (laughs) Oh, God, yeah, please. Please, sir, we want it. We want it, sir. Triple H, HBK, I hope you're listening. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so speaking of Mr. Carrying Cross, he's got his own um, battle to deal with with Mr. Damien Priest. Uh, and those two <laughs> just. If the brawling that they've done on NXT is any indication of what this match is going to be like, holy shit. Um, as much as I've been loving Damien Priest lately and everything, I I, I don't see care. I don't see Cross losing this match at all. Oh, Jolly, what do you think? One fans win, two Karen Cross wins. You've got the Scarlet Factor, um, and believe me, Damien has been growing on me a lot lately. Um, again, I think that he's better as this tweener face persona than he is as a heel. So I am actually enjoying his thing, but they're going to keep carrying undefeated. And I have a feeling that when he does eventually go against Finn, that they're going to have to drag the demon out. So we'll see what happens, but carrying cross for the win. All right. Kayla. I I, I don't know why I'm asking you, but I have to officially ask you. So, um, I'm just going to make it short and sweet to the point. Doomsday is here. Tick tock. Mr. Carrion Cross is going to win and then Scarlet's going to laugh in the background. <laughs> Which I do have to give kudos to her. She She's a trip, man. When he oh, was uh, laying there, she was just laughing and then they post that thing on every time he falls, he only gets stronger and meaner. So... Um, anyway, yeah, time's up, Damien Priest. Like Jolie has said, um, he is kind of, he has kind of grown on me a little bit. Um, so I do like, you know, his ability and his, everything he does, but, um, Priest, time's up, bud. TikTok. Uh, yeah, it's like the other day was like when, uh, Priest and Cross were like brawling and everything, they let. Like they're lying there on the floor and she's just laughing. I'm going, your man's there hurting and you're just laughing. She's a sick bitch. <laughs> they call her the angel of doom for nothing. She's a sick hot bitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one message. Mr. Carrying Cross, you keep liking the boss lady's tweets and everything. Just follow her already, please. It's like, what are you waiting for? Make her 2021. She's having a bad year already. <laughs> yeah exactly it's like get her get her you're going right so did, yes, and the other day on instagram i just made a comment on a post and it said wwe carry across likes your comment see see so i'm on his radar on. on instagram too. <laughs> Whew. damn all right main event and you want to talk about being torn i'm so torn on this one it's not even funny but main event, NXT Championship, Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, part two. Finn says it's the end. 
I don't know about that because, like I said, I am so torn on this match. It's not even funny. <sighs> Kayla. Kyle O'Reilly is going to come out with the win. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but no. no, um, no you, you, can you, you repeat outside, that? So can you repeat that? You froze. Like, that's yeah. how bad your 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 thing said, ah, she's fucking lying. What the fuck you say? <laughs> yeah, I say, repeat. I said Kyle O'Reilly's going to come out with a win. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but no. Undisputed error lately has kind of mm, grown on me a little bit. Still not going to download her theme song to Jam 2. Um, but whatever happens in this match, it's going to be one hell of a match. Um, Riley's not going to give up. Um, he's going to give all his go- uh, all his best. Um, more than likely, maybe not. I don't think I don't see the other UE coming involved. Um, but the prince is angry. He wants this to end. So um, obvious. Finn Balor's going to retain. I mean, there's no ifs, no ands, or buts about it. And if he doesn't, well, kudos to you, Riley, because your time is up. Okay, because it's like here's why I'm torn. Okay, because it's like on one hand. O'Reilly's promo with Finn the other day was killer. I loved it. And it's like, he's definitely been grown on me. And their first match, it could have gone either way. And so with, with how it's like the promo went the other day and like Kyle's attitude and everything, I actually wouldn't mind him seeing him getting the title. It may be for a short time, but I wouldn't mind him seeing the, getting the title at all. On the other hand, I've always been a Finn fan. And I'm pretty sure a lot of damn people, and you included, Kayla, want to see Finn Balor and Karrion Cross. One what the score it out in the ring. Actually, I think you too, Julie. But it's like a lot of fans probably want to see Balor and Cross in the ring fight it out for the title. So it's like that's why I'm so torn. The fans won either way with this match, but as far as like if I have to pick a winner, I can't. So that's my two cents about that. Jolly, fire away. The Prince will retain, despite how much I love Undisputed Era, and I love Kylo, I, Kylo O'Reilly right now. I think um, he is really coming to his own as a singles competitor. Um, but I, again, I feel that this might be their swan song, Undisputed Era swan song, and then moving up to main roster. So either way, Vans win. Either way, I'm happy, but I lead more towards... The beautiful Fergal Devitt, the prince that he is. And I hope we get the carrying cross versus Finn Balor, and then we bring out Demon Balor to destroy carrying cross. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, like Scarlett said, it's like they got their eye on whoever wins that match. So either way, it's like Wednesday's going to be epic, and I cannot wait. All right, so that's all we actually have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover to wrap up a hell of a season one. And if things work out, uh, season two is probably going to start a little caliente. If you don't know your Spanish, look at it. Look up the word. All right, so that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. Bye.